Samuel with your yeah, one. Um, uh, honestly, I think we did. It's an iPad Air, and like Mr. Hoffman out there was kind enough to update it, and it only went to what twelve. I forgot. I think it. I think it's it only went up to twelve. Updated, yeah. So, and away. what are we on iOS okay. now? Like fifteen or so. Yeah, something. Some, they skip a number too in the middle, which kind. Of, I was like OCD about it. There's no. 10. I don't know. <laughs> there's X. There's iPhone X, but there's no iPhone 10. Oh, I'm straight to yeah, 11. Yeah. They skipped 9. That's just me. Why did they skip 9? 9? Because 10 for 10 year anniversary. Oh. Okay. Yeah. They couldn't get a quick one in real fast? Nope. They released two phone at once, I think. Yeah, the 8 and the 10. That's all marketing scheme. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the My College Story podcast. I am Miranda Davis. And I'm Brian Motto. And we're excited to be with another alum. Today is... Samuel Shea. Hello. Samuel Shea. And if we pronounced your last name phonetically, it would be... Hasai. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm at one one point here, one of the teacher. They just looked at my last name. They, I don't think they even tried it. Like, Samuel <laughs> Hashishi. And I was like, that's not even close. I think for no. a long time, because, I, again, I wasn't in the college office when you were in upper school. But when, I think for something like during senior year, someone was like, so um, Samuel Hashimi? And I'm like, Hashimi? I'm like, that doesn't even look like it's right. I'm like, y'all are just making it's stuff up. not even up. an M in there. <laughs> yeah. So Samuel Shea. I just tell people to switch the H and the S. And yeah, like, that oh. makes sense. Yeah, exactly. it makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Easy rule to follow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So high school class, All Saints class of 2017. Yes. And most recently, Furman University class of 2021. Yeah. I just Ooh-hoo. got my congratulations last week. Nice. Uh, in the mail? Yes. Okay. They actually missed, they actually missed it the first time. So, like, I didn't get, all my friend got it, and I haven't received mine. I was like, oh, do you guys have my diploma? They're like, oh, yeah, it's right here. I was like, oh, do you mind sending it to me? They're like, <laughs> can okay. You, can you send it to me? <laughs> Are you going to hold on to it forever? Yeah. So, Samuel, one of the things, I looking back on your high school, other than your ability in the fine arts, right? You are very musically gifted. And I certainly, we all certainly remember that. But one of the cool things about you and just your group, I will never forget your group being in the college office when it was upstairs. Yeah. You guys were in there all the time and the conversations. He he claimed earlier that they started the whole I, hanging out in the college office thing. I, I can't deny that. Really? I told you. I'm I can't right. deny that. I can't. We were there before school, during mm-hmm. break. Lunchtime. Y'all were up there because it was like what you, Will Sharkey, Anna Yee, Victoria, Kara. Yeah. yeah, the whole the whole gang. You guys were, Yeah, absolutely. So, but they would be out there. They would debate. The it was fantastic. The college. That was that groupies. was one of my yeah fondest memories. You guys being up there all the time. So. Same same here. If I think about it hard, I'm pretty sure one of y'all were in there every time I came up there. Oh no no question. Yeah. Well, at least one. Yes. Debating with Chelsea Miss Sailors. Yeah, Miss Sailors was yeah yeah. Right? <laughs> There's always something going on, different topics too. It was always fun. <laughs> it was never a dull moment that year. Awesome. Um. So the one of the reasons, so the reason we're talking to you today, Samuel, is because you have a unique story because you majored in performing arts, which mm-hmm. is just a whole different animal than normal majors. So we'll get into it later, but that's kind of what we want to talk about because I don't think a lot of people understand that whole crazy process 
of auditioning and stuff like that. So, and it's really hard. It's yeah. not for the weak of heart. No. Yeah, no, not for the faint of heart. You not guys, that, <laughs> that was close. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, know what you guys have to do and the time you have to put in because mm-hmm. it's not then just class; it's practicing and all of the other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get to that, but let's start with personal background. Okay. Okay. So. Um, I actually had to go back to the letter of recommendation I wrote for you because I was like, well, <laughs> wait a minute. Was he born in America or was he born in Taiwan? I couldn't remember. So in my letter of recommendation for you, it said, so you were born in America. Mm-hmm. Then you moved to Taiwan between the years of two and three, right? Yes. Stayed there until six, around sixth grade, came back to All Saints then in sixth grade. And you were at All Saints then from sixth grade through 12th till graduation. Yep. So give us a little piece just of your your family background and and your history. So yeah, I was born in New York and then my family moved back to Taiwan after 9/11. And then mm. I have an older sister, she's 7 years older than me, so she was in college by the time around 6th grade, so my since I have US citizenship, it was easy for me to come here, so I put this in my college essay. I told the first sentence in my body paragraph is like, my mom lied to me. So she told me, <laughs> no, it's true. She told me I was going on a trip to visit my sister for like, you know, for break and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I got here, visit her and then met um, the fam- the American family and ended up staying with the Shimiki's family that they went to All Saints. And then they're like, oh, you want to go visit the American school? Just, just like get an idea to see the comparison with like Asian school. I was like, okay, cool game visit one day loved it and then my mom calls like oh what do you think i was like oh, it's really good she's like good because you're staying <laughs> we enrolled you <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you exactly <laughs> so yeah so that's that's kind of how i got here but like like i said i, I stay with an american family they're i call them like my, my second family they're mm-hmm. my american family i stay with them for the next five years and then my mom moved here my junior year in high school so i lived with her the last two years of high school so yeah, that's kind of like how it ended up here. Very cool. Because like, didn't she move like behind the Shmigis? Yeah. So yeah. we live right <laughs> behind them, which is like all God's miracle. And like we have like big family dinner every uh-huh. Sunday. So there's like that's awesome. every Sunday we gather like the neighbors around and like our family and that kind of stuff. That's so, so cool. And like you said, the Shmigis girls came here as well. Yes. They're yep. they're Fritan, who's a year younger than me, and then Laura, who's three years younger. Yep. Mm-hmm. So all three of us just kind of all went to all things together. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And so, so you were born in America. So technically English is your first language, but not really. Yeah. Like around the house, we speak like Chinese Mandarin. So that's technically I speak like that's my native language. Mm -hmm. And that's what I learned when I was in elementary school in Taiwan. So when I first got here, um, back in sixth grade, I didn't know any English. It was like, (laughs) it was kind of (laughs) rough. I think like Ritian told me the first two words and I knew it was eat and danger (laughs) (laughs) okay which is pretty important i mean eat in danger yeah you you feed yourself and you know when you're in danger so oh man that's fantastic little sixth grade sam just running around eat danger danger (laughs) that would be that (laughs) yeah that's great i would think like maybe sleep would be the one i would choose but danger that's important bathroom yeah that, I mean, that's a, that's a word when you go to Mexico. You got to remember baño. You need to know where the bathroom is. <laughs> Clearly, sixth grade Sam had a different priority. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know. 
His mom just did trick him into going to school in America. Yeah, exactly. But oh, that's funny. I would say it was the best decision and the worst decision of my life. So, I mean, like, well, now you have to explain. Well, right? yeah. I mean, like, it's bad because like I didn't know what was gonna happen. Like, it's kind of like yeah. okay, let's see how this takes me. But like, I mean, looking back at it, I wouldn't like if you tell me you go back in time and change. I wouldn't change anything about. It. I would do the exact same thing because it turned out pretty okay. Yeah. Pretty okay. Maybe a little better than pretty okay. Right. So so thinking back to that, when you were beginning your college admissions journey and you were looking for a school, what were some of those things that through your time at All Saints, just here in the States, um, that then as, as you were looking for that college that were non-negotiable, that you, you, know, you looked at and you know you had to have for your experience in college to be successful for you? I think for me personally, I was pretty open for anything. I mean, like, I already moved all the way across the country, <laughs> so nothing really, like, moving out of state wasn't an issue, that kind of stuff. One thing was I, I didn't want to get out of Texas for some reason. I was like, I need to get out of here, get out of Texas. But, you know, I, I think once I moved out of Texas, I was like, ah, oh, Texas is way better. <laughs> or like it's, everything is better <laughs> in Texas. I always complain when I was in South Carolina, there's not Whataburger in South Carolina. There's no mm. donut shop. There's no Tex-Mex. There's no donut shop? Yeah, there's no donut shop. Like, you know, like, just like local donut yeah. shop. They're, when I say donut shop, they bring, they say Krispy Kreme. I was like, yeah. oh, that, that's I mean, not, that's not a bad second place. It's not, but you can't get donut. like kolaches. And like, you know, like, I didn't know what a kolache was until I moved to Texas. Uh, yeah. But like, that, I think that was m- one thing that was my non-negotiable. Like, I have to move out of Texas. Okay. But I still apply to a few schools in Texas. Right. Yeah. Right. Remind us if you can even remember. And I don't think we wrote down the list. Did we? No. I, I think um, where did you where did you apply? I think I applied to Furman, mm-hmm. which is where I ended up at. I applied to even now at Boston University in Nacogdoches. I also applied to Elon, which is in North Carolina. I think I keep I kept my pool pretty small. Oh, maybe University of Houston. I feel like Houston was on there because of the music piece. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Because, like, you and Chris Brooks were kind of going through that whole process together. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah. So, that, I, I kept my pool pretty small. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I did, don't do this. I kind of put all my eggs in one basket, <laughs> hoping. Well, but you kind of had to a little bit, right? Because you were looking for a specific program. Yeah. I think for music, was very important for mm-hmm. us is the connection mm-hmm. with the, I mean, like, they always tell you to go visit the school meet the professor and that kind of stuff and this is very important at least for music because for me like i play the clarinet so i'm gonna go study with the clarinet professor for the next four years so i really need to like the person or at least like be able to work with who i'm gonna Mm -hmm. be with it's not like i'm switching professor every single semester i'm with her or him for the next four years yeah so going to take that side so i i went to firm and visited twice to like Mm -hmm. take lessons and also went to like different school just like get an idea to like see the environment that kind of stuff and that, that's what was really important, at least for music. Because you knew going in that that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. That that was what you wanted to major in. I knew I wanted to do music-related mm-hmm. stuff, but I didn't know exactly where. And that later on, I finally figured out right now what I want. <laughs> so before we get into a couple of those specifics, I want to give a shout out just to Furman. And this is kind of off script, but Furman is one of my, I love Furman. It's a phenomenal one day, maybe little school. I will get to go. Um, and so it's in Greenville, South Carolina, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let you just give us, give, give the listeners just a quick overview who might not, who might be going, what? I mean, Furman, seriously, what's Furman? So what's Furman? So Furman's a liberal arts 
university in upstate South Carolina. So we're kind of on the border of South Carolina and North Carolina. So up in the mountains, kind of in a way. It's really pretty there. Like, I think our campus was named top 50 prettiest campus um, Mm -hmm. in the whole country and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We have a man-made lake and we have a really pretty bell tower. So, and the town's really nice too. It's a little bit bigger than Tyler. There's enough stuff to do, but Furman's a little bit on the outside of this the town like about 10 minutes so like you're not too distracted mm-hmm. so but yeah like mr miles said it's really pretty yeah. how how big is Furman? do you remember like student, student body- yeah student body wise i think three thousand yep yeah pretty small three thousand mm-hmm. yeah wow music major we're the biggest major on campus for real <laughs> yeah like 100 120 their music wow. their music program is one of the one of yeah. the best yeah mm-hmm. yeah crazy. for some reason i thought it was gonna be i thought it was more than 3, so they are Division One in sports. Mm-hmm. Their football team is kind of is the FCS, so the, the the league right below you know the the big the big schools, the mm-hmm. SEC and things like that. But um, but it's a smaller Division One. Mm-hmm. You have your own rose garden. Yes, we do. Oh yeah, that reminds like me. Like Tyler. I know that that was really nice. Whenever I miss <laughs> Texas, just go take a stroll in the rose garden. You're like back in Tyler again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you. I I wanted to make sure we got a little bit about Furman okay. in there. I feel like but. I need to confirm this. So he always tells me about there's a library with the bikes that you can sit and ride and look over. Yes, it is, is true. A- so we have three libraries. We have a main library and stuff, and then we have a music library, uh-huh. which is more like a music lounge. That's where we go hang out and stuff. So the, all the music people hang out. Yeah, like all the cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bikes you were saying, they're in the science library. So. Uh-huh. In the back section, it's kind of like a half like dome shape. Uh-huh. So the bikes are facing out to mm. the lake or to the to the street. So you can sit on the, the elliptical bike, and then you can put your books there, and you can just look out. So nice. See, I that knew would it. that would motivate me either to exercise or study more. I feel like <laughs> maybe I don't know. I think that's the goal, right? If I little above. went, yeah. no. <laughs> so the one we have ordered for you, no. No, we'll try it. Thirty okay. day trial. You got that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was okay, money good. day. Money. Yeah. Thirty money day. Back money back. Amazon yeah. return. Good. 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 <laughs> so, all right. So, as a musical performance major, like Miss Davis mentioned earlier, very different process. So, tell us a little bit about the application process because you had to go through auditions at each place, and like you said, going and meeting the person or few people that you would be studying directly with. So, tell us a little bit about that process. So you. So for the music audition, you still send your normal application, but you also do like a music application. So on bigger school, they do kind of like they do pre-screen, which is like pre-audition. So they make you like send in tapes and like recording first round. And then second round is like live audition. Like for Furman, it's just the live round. So I flew there and then you go there and then you do, you play in front of this panel of judges. And then they also do like, ask you to do like a little bit of like ear training stuff, which is like they if you can match pitch just making sure you know like kind of like clap some rhythms that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. that's kind of like the basic the fundamental process of auditions and then once you go through that and then they're like okay we'll let you know in a few weeks and that kind of stuff so a lot of i know some schools like you have to get into the school itself mm-hmm. and the music program or mm-hmm. the music school so it's kind of like a two-part process mm-hmm. for some but some of them is just like combined yeah. nerve-wracking for the audition piece oh yeah very very like you you they have like lists of stuff that you had like prepare like skills or like specific pieces you had to play or like just genre. So you kind of practice months and months and before and like kind of get an idea what you need to play. Go up there, you're like, okay, start with this. They play by play and they cut you. It's kind of like a real life like job audition too. Like play and like, okay, next I'll move on to the next thing. And then like 
oh, so like, why are you applying to this school? Like that kind of kind of like half interview, half plane. Like, mm-hmm. What are you trying to get out of this program and that kind of stuff? So, yeah, it was very nerve wracking. I think for me, there were ten professors sitting in wow. front of me. Okay, oh, that's a lot. Yeah, and they all have to like write down the scores. Like, oh, did they want you? Did they want you with money? You know that kind of stuff. So. Obviously, you did well because you ended up at Furman. They gave you a pretty good scholarship, yes. if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. So although you were in the music program, it is still a liberal arts university. What other types of courses did you have to to take for just graduation requirements? Yeah, so we call them GER, so like general education courses. So I took, and I think that's part of the reason that drew me to Furman too, like the liberal arts idea it's like for me it's like not only i want trying to be a professional musician but like i'm just trying to build me as a human being like as a grown adult so it's i think it's cool for me to be able to take classes that's outside my major to also learn like different aspects so i took like education classes and i also took philosophy this past year i think i took a graphic design class Ooh. I know it was really cool. It's right up my alley. I know it was, it was really fun. We yeah. did like Adobe, Photoshop, uh-huh. and like doing like InDesign and yeah. all. It was, it was, I really enjoyed that class. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Spoken like a true liberal arts yeah. s- s- student, artsy, right? Artsy, somebody artsy that, person. somebody that ha- is very well rounded, right? Uh-huh. That's because that's what we always say yeah. about the liberal arts. You go, you learn a lot about one thing and then a little bit about a whole bunch of other stuff. So, yeah. And I think another thing they try to, emphasizes trying to take what you learn from the other classes and apply to your major so like for graphic design i learned how to make programs and editing mm-hmm. photos so like if i have like professional photo shoot or like just trying to make like programs for my yeah. recital i can do it myself instead of paying someone and like yeah. the idea of education because i'm trying to become trying to pursue a kind of collegiate professor job so like knowing how to teach kids that kind of stuff so that's benefit me in my own plan too so. very cool very cool. So going back to, you just mentioned recitals. How many, as a major, how many recitals did you have over the years? So for me to graduate is required to do two personal recitals. So in half an hour recital in my junior year and then a full hour recital in my senior year. By yourself? Yes. So that's just by myself. But we also have something that we have every Tuesday. We have student recital. Mm-hmm. That's just like an hour and then any student can sign up to perform. And then I perform like numerous countless of those like throughout my four years there okay that's a lot yeah i i wasn't expecting that many yeah like an hour there's a lot of music that is a lot of music but that's a good lead into my next my next question so let's say that i love music but i want to major in english but i want to continue to play music can i at a place like Furman? Would I have been able to say join like a pep band or any other music ensemble as a non-music major uh, without having to say do recitals and things like that? Yeah, for sure. Like some of my really good friends are non-majors, and a lot of school, I think, like for example, LSU or like bigger school, they even offer scholarship for student like non-music people to be mm-hmm. in it because at the end of the day, you we need the body, need the numbers to play mm-hmm. those instruments. Just if you only have those few music majors, they can't really form a full band or orchestra. So yeah, in marching band and band and like basketball band and orchestra, there's plenty of non-music majors. And yeah, they just sign up and come play with us. Cool. Yeah. Okay. 
That's yeah, good. Because then you I, get to, especially like the one you said, the basketball band. I had a friend that was not a music major, but she was in the band at Baylor. And they, when they went to the national championship other times than last year, they got to go to all, when the women won, yeah. they got to go to all the games because they took this select band with them. She was like, I'm so glad I stayed in band because I got to go to for, for free. They flew them like yeah. wherever to go to all the games. It's a great opportunity. Yeah. I have like, I have friends who were being a marching band. They could pay like, thousand dollars really oh. yeah just being in the marching band on top of all the gears like nike gears and adidas gears i was like i want to go there. Oh, i'm in it for the for free the swag gear. yeah i don't free swag exactly man. and if like you say free travel yeah it's really nice i mean because when are you going to get to sit one in a really good place at a national championship basketball or football game that's crazy mm-hmm. crazy very good thank you for that so I don't know if it was subliminal or not, but you just mentioned LSU. And so, <laughs> so again, you just graduated from Furman. Yes. So tell us what's next. I am pursuing a graduate degree at LSU, Louisiana State University, for my performance degree in clarinet. So. Go Tigers. Okay. And Go so how, how long of a program is that? It is a two-year program. So I'll have two years to finish my master, and then the plan is to move on to my doctorate. So the music doctorate it's called dma this i guess it's, it's doctoral of musical art sure sounds good yeah we'll go with that <laughs> that sounds convincing you don't have it yet you don't have to yeah. know what it is it's not phd i think phd is education mm-hmm. so dma is like strictly performance and then mm. i'm trying to get that that's going to take three years and then after that i'm trying to look for a collegiate job <laughs> if i can get one so in teaching you said correct yes, teaching in the collegiate level Okay. So do you want to end up at a school like Furman, a more of a liberal arts school, or do you, or I guess maybe waiting to see how your experiences at LSU, see if you would like to be at a bigger institution? Yeah, I think I'm trying to keep it open-minded. I mean, I definitely, there's a lot of things I love about Furman, but I'm also really excited to go to a big school like try LSU. Try something different. Yeah, try something different and see, just like, see where, where life takes me. <laughs> so... So you'll do the two years at LSU. Will you then have to apply to another for another program for the doctoral part? Yes. Okay. So I just went through the other um, like the application process again uh-huh. for grad school. So in two more years, I did this all over again. So going back to your comment earlier that you learn from a few people because you know clarinet, you're going to have a few people that teach teach you in that in that discipline. What is is it going to be better for you to continue to kind of diversify? where you are get, receiving your education so that you're learning under different people? Um, personally, I think, I think, yeah. Um, because music is very subjective in mm-hmm. a way. So you can have one person liking what you're doing and another person not liking it so much. So I personally think it's important to be able to have different input and just learn from different teachers in different school, different country different and that style. kind of stuff. Yeah, and just, and my beliefs is there's always more than one way to solve a problem. So, mm-hmm. like, in anything. So, maybe you have one voice co- constantly telling you a way to fix it, but another voice using a different approach with mm-hmm. the same issue, and suddenly it might be able to be fixed. And that's certainly happened with me. I've been stuck on something in music forever, and then suddenly a different teacher is like, hey, have you ever thought of this way? The approach is like, oh, yeah. And then suddenly it's like, poof, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, yeah. that. I totally understand that. I was a, 
I was in band in high school and I totally understand that train of thought. Cause like every band director is completely different. They have a different way of looking at things, a different way of, of solving the problems. And that makes yeah. sense. I mean, really in general actually, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. I just love that you're so open-minded yeah. and you always have been. I mean, I've, I've going back to those conversations in, in the college office. I mean, you were always taking different sides of, of arguments. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I like to see, I like to understand where everyone is coming from. At least, like, maybe not agree, but at least, like, okay, I see why they they think that way. So they at least understand. So, in the way I'm trying to build myself to be a better teacher, so I can help any kind of students and that kind of stuff. To see, he's got a theory. <laughs> maybe you should come back to All Saints and teach. Maybe so. Maybe. If I just can strictly teach clarinet, though, I can't teach anything else. <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> Have a clarinet band, just a <laughs> pure clarinet, <laughs> only clarinet, <laughs> just a fleet of clarinet players. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right, so Samuel, since you said you've listened to every single episode that we've ever done, so you know what what I'm going to ask the words of wisdom. Yeah. So you have to tap back into that high school Samuel. Mm-hmm. So if there is one thing that you would go back and change about your college story, what would it be? Um. I think for me, it's like, instead of like what I've changed, it's like what I've known sooner. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Like, I wish I've n- known myself, like kind of like know who I am as a person sooner, like the way I work and that kind of stuff. Because like you say, with music and not only I have to deal with a lot of practicing and ensemble rehearsal, but I also have academic work too. So for me, time management was very important. I need to know how to like, schedule out my day or my weeks in advance to like you know okay I have this much time to study for this test or I have this much time to practice so just kind of like knowing what type of person I am like I'm very much like if I'm gonna procrastinate and like, like this is how much time I have left but like that took me a little bit a kind of at least the first two years to figure that out mm-hmm. be like okay this is how I work in this type of environment so I need to insert myself in that way so I know I can get stuff yeah I think we've I know Mr. Model talks about this a lot when we meet with students. Like, you got to figure out how you study best or how you work best. Is that in your room? Is it at the table? Is it outside under a tree? Is it whatever? And that seems like it took you a couple years to kind of figure that out. Yeah. And then also another thing is to, I did this a lot more the last few years, but definitely to take on, grab onto any opportunity that comes your way. Mm -hmm. Especially with music. Like, I got there just kind of like, okay, clarinet's what I'm going to do, but I'm going to see where it this can take me like mm-hmm. my past four years I've definitely did a lot like I wouldn't study abroad a whole semester in Italy I did a semester in France and in London just like <laughs> that didn't stink <laughs> yeah I mean like I just get to see where other music was coming from and just kind of learn from yeah. ta- different professor from all over one to summer festival to see to study like intensive orchestral music with like world-renowned professor and just kind of like made the connection but like it's just whenever someone's like, hey, do you have a chance to play this? Or like, hey, there's this competition or there's this thing you should apply at a conference. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, if I can fit in my schedule, yeah, I'll definitely do it. So. That's so cool. But that comes with managing your time. Yeah, making sure knowing you- how much you can take on. And exactly. Not. When to say no <sighs> as well. Exactly. You look like someone, you feel like someone who uh, had to learn that the hard way. Oh, I'm still learning. Okay. I'm very bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bottle, I can see that absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very bad at saying no. <laughs> I want to disappoint people. You're a pleaser. I g- yes, hey, absolutely. Listen, that's 
Me too. No, no, no issue there. No judgment. All right. So thinking a little farther back, what piece of advice would you give to students ready to begin their college story? Um, I think to make connections, to kind of like make sure you get an idea like where you're, where you're looking for, mm-hmm. like kind of have an idea. I mean, it's okay. Like obviously stay open-minded, but like for me, it's very important to go look at, okay, can I see myself mm-hmm. studying in this environment for the next four years? Am I okay with the people that's going to be there with the ensemble and that kind of stuff? I think that's really important. And just to like talk to with different people, like doing stuff like this, listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shameless plug, shameless plug. Shameless plug. But like to listen to like, kind of like get advice from other people and see from their experience. Obviously you have to go through it yourself too, but yeah. it's helpful to like, hear what other people have to say too so definitely to get an idea love it we talk about Thank making you. that connection all the time even if it's just with the admission counselor at the school so yeah yeah i was gonna say so great. you mean you should talk to the admission counselor oh, when they come sure. to the school if it's somewhere you want to apply <laughs> yeah and talk to mr model miss davis that's right they know everything haha <laughs> wow that's we did not pressure. pay him to say no that. i don't feel comfortable with that statement either <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely not all right well th- Samuel, thank you so much for being here and getting up at 5.30 in the morning this morning to drive all the way here from Dallas. Thank you. Because you don't live in Tyler anymore when I you're don't. back in, t- in Texas. Yes, I live in Dallas. Now, so. so, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. So when you got back to Texas, how quickly did you go to a Whataburger? Oh, I think that night. That <laughs> night. I'm not joking. I think I went to get honey butter chicken biscuit that night. And the next morning, I got up to get a kolache. And <laughs> you went to the Donuts House and Whataburger. And I went to Shipley's, too. Like a Ooh. good donut shop. So, I know. <laughs> Mr. Hoffman approves Shipley's. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to get Don Juan's tomorrow. Ooh. And I'm, yeah. I have a checklist of all the stuff I have to hit yeah. before I leave. Because your, your mom doesn't live in Tyler anymore, does no, she? No, my mom lives in Taiwan. She moved back oh, to Taiwan? I didn't know that. Yeah, my mom is back in Taiwan. So she moved back after I finished high school. So only my okay. sister and my brother-in-law lives in Dallas. Okay. And they, okay. have a, they have a new baby. Oh, my Uncle little. Sam. Uncle Sam. I know. That's right. Sweet. So fun. So you say with the Schmiggies when you come to Tyler? Yes, in town. Awesome. That's awesome. Your second family. The second second family. family. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. Samuel, you did fantastic. Thank you, Samuel. Great. Good luck to you at LSU. We're going to be excited to follow you. Thank you for having me. That's awesome. Um, So uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you get notifications from all of these awesome podcast episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ASES College. And thanks for listening to another episode of My College Story.